0: in Him and He abides in me, then the authority that He has, I have also, not in myself, but in Christ Jesus, to march right into the enemy's camp and take back my dance, my joy, my peace, my, my everything that I need to take it right on back. We don't allow Him to steal sometimes meaningly. But because we lay down and we don't understand who we are in Christ, he walks right in. Because I can promise you the devil never takes it all at one time. It's little by little by little by little. And all of a sudden the enemy consumes you and he's got everything about you. And you find yourself living life struggling and wondering, how am I going to make it? How am I going to get through this or get over this or get by this? It's by the authority that's given to you in Jesus Christ. It's by the authority given to you in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Got to find my pocket for this head thing to go on. I always it gives me trouble. I don't even know. Sometimes I just wish I wouldn't use it, but I do. Because I like to talk with my hands and I can't help it, but... I'm excited about today. You should be, as believers, you should be excited about every day because the Lord has given you an opportunity to praise Him and to worship Him. Uh, We're going to be in different places this morning in your word. Uh, We're going to begin in 2 Kings 4, um, and we'll be jumping around. But I encourage you to get your pencil, paper, take notes. And uh, while you're turning there, I just want to mention and thank everybody who showed up yesterday to help work. It was uh, great. I told Summer I can't believe I used to enjoy stuff like that, but um, my body tells me a different story now, but uh, it was a great day, a lot of progress. I uh, told Bailey, Bailey stood there and pulled nails literally for five, six, I mean, this is what he did. And I would, I would hear Matt every once in a while, say, it's okay, Bailey, just keep going, somebody's going to come and help you. And uh, his dad went and helped him. But as I watched him, I told Bailey, I said, it's kind of like ministry, man. You, you're pulling out, you're using what the Lord gave you to pull out the things that don't need to be there so that that can be useful again. And uh, Thank you, Bailey. Thank you to everybody, but I especially want to thank him because that's an unnoticed, but it's a much-needed thing, and we'll use that wood again. So... Uh, Great job, great job. So if anybody wants to pull nails, um, there's some more to do. Uh, But no, next Saturday we're going to do it again, and if you can, please see me because I need to give you some instructions. Um, I'm going to be a long way away from here. (laughs) I'm going to be, we'll be in Texas, but please see me because this is something that we want to continue to go on, to keep happening, and uh, to, to get it done as quickly as possible. We're trying to keep it functional but uh, in a progress of of not just sitting there, and sometimes we can just let those things happen. So anyway, see me after service if you can be here next Saturday, and uh, I will give you uh, instructions on what needs to go on. And then one more thing, I wanted to just uh, reiterate what Summer had said. Please share on Facebook or social media, and it's not so we can get out there, but it's so the gospel can go forth. Um, I don't know that if, if we realize, some people may not realize the impact and the, 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 the reach that this ministry has, but um, it's, it's over 10,000 people a week that we reach through this ministry. And uh, I, I encourage you to keep sharing the gospel because that's what you're doing. You've, you just hit share. I mean, it's not that hard. Uh, just hit share. So to share the gospel. So we welcome you here. We welcome you guys that are viewing online. Uh, but we are looking forward. I am looking forward to today. I'm looking forward to lives being changed, including myself, including myself. Father, we thank you for what you've already done in this place. We thank you for your presence. Lord, we know that you're going to move in this place and that lives are going to be changed. Lord, that bondages are going to be broken, that people are going to leave this place free. They're going to leave free in Jesus' name, not in what they can do, but, Lord, what you've already done for them, Lord. Lord, that you have established your word and your word will not return void, that your blood still works and there is still power in your name. Lord, and we're lifting up your name today and declaring, Lord, that you are King of kings and Lord of lords. You are the healer and the deliverer, Father God. Lord, that you're here to set the captive free. God, that you're here to to mend the broken, Lord. Lord, that you're here to heal the sick, Father God. God, that you're here to encourage your sons and daughters, Lord, to give us strength to keep going to keep moving, to keep proclaiming your word, Lord. We're believing you for miracles today, Lord. We're believing you, Lord, that you'll move in this place and show yourself, Lord, as in a way we have never known you. Lord, I'm asking for your anointing to preach and teach your word that you would anoint our ear to hear, anoint our heart to receive, Lord. We give you praise and glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen. Got a simple question for you this morning. I'm using this for a title, if you will. What are you putting in the pot? It's a question that needs to be asked. And it's a question that I have been pondering on for quite some time. And I'm going to be honest with you. At points, I found myself extremely frustrated. Because I see believers involving themselves and engaging themselves in the affairs of the world. Of things they don't need to be involved in. And they're not putting in the pot what should be. And we're, you're in 2 Kings, and, you're, and we're, we're going to read this, but verses 38 and 39 in 2 Kings chapter 4, says, And Elisha came again unto Gilgal, and there was Darth, or dearth in the land. And the sons of the prophets were sitting before him, and he said unto his servant, Set on the great pot, and seethe the pottage for the sons of the prophets. And one went into the field to gather herbs and found a wild vine and gathered thereof wild gourds his lap full and came and shred them into the pot of pottage for they knew them not. What we have going on in this today, uh, our, our nation, our society is, is dearth which is death in the land. So Elisha knew this, that there was death in the land, and he asked one simple thing, or or commanded, if you will, to set on the great pot and seethe the pottage for the sons of the prophets. Seethe the pottage. He did not instruct them to put anything into it. It was already there. But he told them to seethe the pottage for the sons of the prophet, meaning that already what is needed has been provided, has been placed in there, Meaning for us today that what we need has already been provided in the Son, Jesus Christ, that there is nothing that you need to put in the pot. Nothing. Now one thing, not your two cents, not your idea, not your opinion. So they went, or he went, one of them went in the field, he gathered herbs, and he felt a wild vine. A wild vine, and he gathered thereof, the gourds his lap full. he came and he shred them. Not only did he get the wild vine, he... He got a lot, and he shredded into the pot, for they knew them not. <coughs> in other words, he was putting poison in the pot. So everything today in our society, right now, everything today seems to be a hot topic. Hot topic. And, and, and we want to weigh in, and we, we want to we give our two cents, and, and our thoughts, and our opinions, and our knowledge, and, and our take. See, this right here in this passage, man was not satisfied with what the Lord had provided, so he went to gather, and he got his own, and he he, he got it from an unknown source. And we do the same thing because we do not adhere to solely the word of God. We want somebody else's spin. What you're doing is pulling from an unknown source. You're pulling from a wild vine. That's exactly what you're doing, so... When you do this, you, 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 you have went away from what God has provided. 2 Timothy chapter 3, we know the scripture. Verses 14 through 17 says, But you, whom the children of God, but you continue in the things which you have learned and have been taught or assured of, knowing who has uh, learned you or taught you. And from a child you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture. What does all mean? Genesis to Revelation. So we can't nitpick or piggyback. We're just a New Testament or an Old Testament church. We're all, meaning Genesis to Revelation. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Meaning it does you good. You remember the commercial, milk does does a body good or whatever it is? It's profitable for you. It's good for you. So why would you not want it? For doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Here's why we don't, because those things follow. We don't want to be corrected. We don't want to be instructed. We don't want to be taught because we just want to feel good. Verse 17, here's why. That the the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Not meaning you're perfect in your walk and in your way. Not meaning that you're not going to make a mistake. Meaning that you're you're maturing and you're equipped to do what the the Lord has called us to do. To carry out this gospel. But it takes correction in our lives. And it takes pruning and purging in our lives. And it takes us growing in our knowledge. But not only knowledge, but understanding of Him. This is why Paul prayed at the church of Ephesus, that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened. We need this for us. I don't care where you went to college. I don't care where you went to high school. It don't matter if you're a 17th generation pastor. We all got growing and changing that needs to take place in our lives. And when we come to the place where we're not teachable, and we're not use, we're not, when we're not teachable, we're not usable. So we all got to know, we all got to know that everything that we need has been provided and our two cents were not included. The scripture, all of it was provided for us through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and he didn't ask our two cents when it was written down by man's hand. So the day is just pick your outrage. Just pick it. I about went crazy a while ago. We are talking about tangled up cords. And it just does something to my insides. And I, don't, I can't explain to you, especially a drop cord, and it just makes me want to do stuff that shouldn't, I shouldn't want to do. Why can't you take just a moment and roll a drop cord up the way it should be rolled up so it's not tangled up in a knot? But I'm going to let that go. But just pick your outrage because we all got them. We got them. You know, if somebody likes mated socks and, and, and those type of things, please never come to our house because you will have a, an attack. We know Summer wears a knee-high and a footie. She don't care. And one's purple and one's black. And it just, it just don't matter to her because it's not worth it. But the outrage, we've got them in those things that push your buttons, that get you fired up. And then when somebody else is not as fired up as you are, then you're mad. Right, can't believe you just don't care i can't I can't believe it. I can't, Jason. I can't believe that you don't care that that trash bag is set on the back porch for three days. <laughs> I honestly didn't even see it. But we all got them. We all got those buttons that push, but see, those are those are those are funny things, but they're true things but but today it's the buttons that that are. That we want to get him, that we just don't need. I I said it a while back. Lord, remove my buttons, and let me tell you. Whew, and I am being honest. I failed because a few were hit that I thought should be gone, and they weren't gone. The button was gone, but the 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 thing was still there. <laughs> So, so we get fired up, and again, I'm as guilty as anybody else, but I want to tell you that as we seek the Lord and we seek His guidance and we ask for the direction and discernment of the Holy Spirit in our lives, then the things that get us fired up, that those buttons will go to a button, and it should be this, that souls are lost. Period. Regardless of all the things you paint that comes along with the lost soul, all the chaos and the turmoil and the craziness, The bottom line is a soul is lost, and that is what should concern you, not that a movement's attached to it. Because you'll get get off on a rabbit trail, and you'll go the total wrong direction, and all of a sudden you're putting poison in the pot. Your intention was well, but you went to a wild vine. Why? Because we're people, and we do that. So it's, it's, this is why Christ came, for lost souls. This is exactly why he came, to redeem man from the penalty of sin, to set the captive free. And yes, he saved our soul, but he also desires to change your tongue. I didn't think you'd be shouting me down this morning. I'm as guilty as anybody else. He desires to tame our tongue. Not just save your soul. So when you find yourself in a conversation belittling somebody or someone or something, be careful and be mindful of what you're putting in the pot. Do we believe His Word? Do we believe all of His Word? Because Proverbs 18 and verse 21 tells us very, a very specific thing that we should all know and understand that death and life, it's that serious. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So don't be speaking death and pretending you're living. Don't, don't give me an apple pie and tell me that it's it's peach cobbler. It's not the same thing. Don't be speaking death. Not 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 saying you're talking. I'm talking about. We 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 know. I would never kill nobody, but we do it all the time with our mouths. So if you're not speaking the gospel, you're putting death, you're putting wild herbs into the pot. If you're not speaking the gospel. Can I tell you that if you're just speaking politics, you're putting wild herbs into the pot. Because the gospel is what needs to be proclaimed. And when the gospel is proclaimed, then things will be addressed. 1 Thessalonians 2. Verses 3 and 4 says, For our exhortation was not of deceit, nor of uncleanliness, nor in guile. But as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak not as pleasing men, but God which tries our hearts. They weren't preaching, Paul. This is—he's he's writing. They weren't preaching the gospel in—in—in in a, in a hey, look at me or whatever, or from my high horse. He was preaching it to—to to let people know there is change that needs to come, and I'm going to preach it with the with a—with uh, a passion next to none. I'm not trying to please men, but this does not mean that I need to be a jerk to give them Jesus. And I think you said that before, Terrence. You don't have to be a jerk to give them Jesus. It's out of love and out of the love of Christ that one preaches and proclaims the word. Now, now we can take this to a whole other stre- extreme because it's all about the love of Jesus. But in the love of Christ, there is correction and there is reproof. There is, it is good for doctrine. So, here's what we've got to understand. If we're not doing it by the scripture and we're not allowing the Holy Spirit to search us and to know us, then we're pulling from the wild vines. So, so it's, how is it that we are so easily offended as people? How is it that we're so easily append, offended over everything except a perishing soul? I'm, I mean, I, I don't watch the news. I just don't. Because I know that something's going to come on there. And I don't want to watch it. So I just click my weather app. And that's all I want to know. Is the sun going to be out today? And is it going to be humid? That's all I, that's all I need to know. I, I, don't, want, I don't want. So what, what, we're offend, because we're offended. We're, I'm, I'm here. I'm there. We've got some kids that like to ride through here. And they like to go back there and ride their four-wheelers and dirt bikes. I'm all for it. But man, I was getting so aggravated because they were riding through the gravel parking lot. And leaving a line. And I thought, God, am I turned into Mr. Wilson from Dennis the Menace? What is going on here? So I, I was like, just chill out, Jason. It's a kid, I would have done this worse. I would have done worse. So we, I was reminded, we have a tractor. That I can fix all of that. It's just simple. But we're talking about lost souls. When you can pass by somebody and the Holy Spirit checks you and you don't do anything about it. When you're standing behind that person in line, they're sure it's offensive to you, and you know that the you just your spirit does not bear witness, and all you want to do is be mad at them and not pray for them. Amen. When a commercial comes on TV and it just sickens you because you know it's a lie, and 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 but we just why don't we just pray for it? Amen. Why why does a lost perishing soul not offend us? It should. It should drive us to the place where we're on our face before the Lord. Seeking and praying out because the Bible instructs us, but when my people shall humble themselves, meaning the people of God, don't expect the world, those that were without Christ, to do anything different. 2 Timothy 2, verses 1 through 4, says, Thou therefore, my son. This is instruction to Timothy from Paul. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Can, can we take a moment? I, 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 I want to make sure we're, this is sinking in today. Not be strong in you. Not be strong in your knowledge. Not be strong in what I've taught you, what you've seen. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Because he has given you the measure of grace to carry out the day that's before you. And he knew that you were going to come in contact with somebody that was just going to be rude to you and offend you. But he's given you the measure of grace that the strength that you need to just love them anyway. So he was saying, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Verse 2, and the things that you have heard of me among many witnesses. The same commit it to thou faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. I can't imagine, can you imagine telling somebody to, to replicate what they have seen you do as doing it for the Lord? Is our life that consistent in our, and not just our words, is it that consistent that we can say, what you watched me do, do it just like I've done it so that other people will do it just like you've done it so that you can teach them and they'll teach others to follow not man's way, but the way of the Lord. Is this our lives? Because I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm just I'm asking the question. So verse 3 says, You therefore endure. This is, this is so exciting. Man, I love to get a letter like this. Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. I thought thought this was going to be great. I mean, I thought this was going to be like, we're on your team and and we just won the championship and now I want to be on your bandwagon. This is what I was thinking. Not not that people were going to say, shut your face. Don't talk about Jesus. Can I share to Jesus, oh Lord, no, don't talk to me about Jesus. Where are you going? I just want to love on you. No, no, don't come near me. Endure. What is enduring? It, it, it's it's holding on. Yeah. I held on this coat as long as I could. Sorry. Um, something's in there. I don't know what's in there. Probably not money. I can promise you that. Endure. Endurance. And and and, and 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 I've told you before. Believe it. I'm not. I used to be an endurance runner. I used to run distance, a long distance. And I could not run sprints, but I could endure because I had had prepared myself to do so. But endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man, verse 4, no man who wars entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. Be strong in the grace of Christ. Be an example of the redemptive work of Christ in your life. And don't get wrapped up in all the chaos that's going on. This is the simplest way I know to put it. Be strong in the grace of Christ. Be an example of the redemptive work of the, of the, of the, of the, of the, the blood of Christ that's been wrought in your life. And don't get caught up in all the junk that's going on. The cry of today is this. Justice and peace. Turn it on. You'll hear no justice, no peace. And I can promise you that neither will be found in the way of man. Neither will be found in a man-driven movement. There is no justice and there is no peace in a man-driven movement. There is only one justice and it comes through the justification of faith found in Christ Jesus. And when... That justice comes in your life, then your posture will change. And when your posture changes, your perspective will change. I put on the other day, you'll never see clearly when you're only looking through your eyes. But your eyesight will never change until your posture changes. Get off your high horse and get back on your face before God. Because when you're only looking through your eyes, you're only going to see what you want to see. You're only going to see what agrees with you and you're only going to see what you like. Or what you don't like. But when you are when you allow the Holy Spirit to change your perspective, and that comes by, by, by weeping between the porch and the altar, by seeking God and God alone, by letting the pot seed. You don't see people for what? what they're involved with, and you don't see people for for what they may have on or or what may be coming out of their mouth, but you see that a soul is lost and that they need Jesus, and Lord, put in me the very words or the very actions that need to be given because I know that you've ordained this moment for me to be here at this time, not for me to pout and to moan and to whine and to, to, to paint you as some God that is unreachable, but to show, show me that that humility is real and that I need to be real in front of these people and let them know that there is hope for your soul. Yes. And not to give them some cliche answer to just stop. Oh, okay. Okay, whatever. Have you, have you ever had a dog that was just chasing you? And by, We had a dog where I grew up, and I don't know why. I could walk by and it was good, but if I rode my bike by the thing would to kill me. And I knew I didn't want to stop. And I and I remember as a kid I would be like, Stop. And it was like blah, blah, blah. But this is this is what we do, this is us. This is this is almost the mindset of a somebody lost and bound in sin. It's almost that ravaging dog that, that I am not gonna stop until I get what I want. No words will change it. But I learned if I would just not ride my bike by, it was nice. So I would just walk my bike by. With it between me and the dog. But social media has created assassins, it's created tyrants. I was, yesterday, I was waiting to get food, and I was like, what in the devil is this person doing? This was, their, their phone was here. They were, I know what they were doing. They were standing over here in the field. <laughs> I was like, there's like 700 people around here, and you look like, you're spazzing out. All for a like. All for a thumbs up. All for a follower. And we say, well, that's stupid, those kids. I just can't believe it. But you adults will type some of the most vile and garbage and hate-filled stuff and paint Jesus on it, hoping somebody will agree with you. It ain't no different. If your words could have actions, they would be like this too. It would look just as dumb as I just did. <laughs> I've become very good at looking dumb, so I don't even care. <laughs> it is a platform that can be used for, for good things, for spreading the gospel. But, in, but unfortunately, it's become a platform to spread gossip. To spill your hate. To spew your true colors. Because, listen out, the, listen, out of the heart, out of the heart, well, I didn't really mean that no out of the heart the mouth speaks What? Well, wasn't, wasn't my mouth is my fingers well that's, not, that's what they call it now and we learned that in all capital letters it's yelling so when I read it I, in all capital I read it loud <laughs> why are you yelling at me but anyway the believer needs to put down the stirring spoon the paddle put it down Because we were not called, nor were we saved, to stir the pot. Elijah instructed them to put the great pot on and seethe the pot. He's never told them to go look for anything, never told them to gather anything, and he most certainly never told them to put something else in it. Just turn it on. And let it see. To the believer, again, put down your stirring spoon, your paddle. We're not called, nor are we saved to stir the pot. If you look at 1 Peter 4, verses 10 and 11, you read, as every believer has received the gift, even so minister the same to one another, as good stewards. <laughs> Do we know that we need to be more than just good stewards, of just more than just money? To be good stewards of the manifold grace of God. That manifold in the Greek and, and, and that, that uh, it talks about the manifold wisdom as well, but the manifold grace and manifold wisdom in Ephesians. But it's as if you were taking a, and the way I would explain it is that the my grandma had a crystal chandelier. I don't know why. But I was like, oh, that thing must be worth millions. It was probably plastic, but I don't, I don't really know. To me, it was crystal but you know when you spin those things and the light hits it and the light just radiates all over the place. That is, the, in, in essence, what the manifold, that word meaning, that it's just extravagant, it's beautiful, it radiates everywhere. So we're to be good stewards of the manifold grace of God. As what? Believers. We're to be careful with it, but we're also to share it willingly. He should be radiating out of us. He is the light that He's chosen to let us be, that crystal, if you will, that the light hits and shines out everywhere. It's, they're drawn to the, the Christ that's in us, the grace that's in us, so to, 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 to be a good stewards of the manifold grace of God. But listen, verse 11 says, If any man speak, meaning also woman, if any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. Not your two cents, not your opinion, not your thoughts. Let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do so as of the ability of which, which uh, God giveth. God gives us that ability. So that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. So I want to ask you this. And you could ask yourself, if I were to go through the content on your page, whatever page that may be, social stuff, does it bring glory to God? If a, if a survey of your peers were taking, would the conclusion be that their life is glorifying God? What, what we see unfolding in front of us today is a very wicked and a very twisted world. And what is going on in Oregon, Portland, Oregon, is not the representation of the majority of people. And I understand that. The news believe you have that, that we're all want to kill each other and set each other on fire. And if you were to turn that off in your everyday, I just asked this question this morning, in your everyday interaction with people, if you wasn't watching the news and looking at social media, would you know that we supposedly want to kill each other and hate each other? You wouldn't know it. But, but we believe this so, because we're entangled in the affairs of life, So, so who are we, the, the people that are being manipulated? They're being manipulated uh, like the sheep and they're being led to the slaughter. And many in the church have been entangled again in the affairs of this world and they have traded their sword for a spoon. What do you mean? What do you mean? They've laid down the word of God and they picked up their stirring spoon to stir the pot, to get somebody to jump on their bandwagon and agree with them and to be their buddy. I want to tell you something. Church folks, I understand the terminology to use to describe people. But when you quit looking at people for a color and you look at people for a for a soul, as a brother and sister in the Lord, when you quit describing somebody using whatever may be attached to them, and understand that it's a person that needs a a Savior or does know the Savior, that's your brother and sister in the Lord. Put down your spoon and pick back up the sword. Pick back up the sword. Proverbs 16, verse 24 says, Pleasant words are as honeycomb, (laughs) as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul. And health to the bones. I, got, I, I lost my, my bookmarker, fell out. i got to turn back to where I want to go. And also in Proverbs <coughs> 16. My pages are stuck. Verses 25 through 33, this talks about the, the, the other side. There is a way that seems right to men, but the end thereof are the ways of death. The way that people are going right now seems to be good and it seems to be glorious and seems to be grand because we're going for a purpose. But if it's not led by the Holy Spirit and it's not directed nor ordained, the way is always leading to death. He who labors, labor for himself, for his mouth craves it for him. An ungodly man digs up evil and in his lips there is a burning fire. A forward man sows strife and a whisperer separates chief friends. A violent man entices his neighbor and leads him into the way that is not good. He shuts his eyes to devise forward things. Moving his lips, he brings evil to pass. The hoary head is a crown of glory if it be found in the way of righteousness. And this is a verse that so many people twist. You know, they say, the gray hair is a sign of wisdom. No. Gray hair is going to come, but it's only wisdom if it's found in the way of righteousness. So he who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. The lot is cast into the lap, but the whole disposing thereof is of the Lord. <coughs> what are you speaking? What are you speaking? What are you sowing? What are you watering? What are you saying? What I, well... I want, to under, I want us to understand again, back to, that death and life are in the power of the tongue. When you go to Ezekiel chapter 37, and we, we know this story, we know, we, we know where we're going, but Ezekiel chapter 37, and verse 4, Ezekiel was told to speak, prophesy. He said again, he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, all oh, you dry bones, hear The word of the Lord. We're trying to prophesy to dry bones of what our opinion is or what we think or what we think they should do. Why don't you just come back together? Why don't you just get up and, 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 and hobble on over here or whatever? No, he told him, no, don't say what you think, but speak to the bones. Hear the word of the Lord. If you look at verse five, and it's coming. Thus says the Lord God unto these bones: Behold, I will cause breath yes. to enter into you, and you shall live. Yes, right, right? Hold that verse right there. Would we, if the, holy, if the Lord told us today, deaf? Go up into Blowing Rock, and there's a valley down there that's full of dry bones. And I want you, I'm not just calling them out, I'm just using his name because it just happened to come to mind, because I've seen them. <laughs> Speak to these dry bones, the word of the Lord that I put into you, and tell them I'm going to cause breath to come into them, and they're going to live, and I'm be like, Lord, these are bones. Dude, these are bones. This ain't people they work. not 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 speak what you think but speak what i'm telling you to speak and you're going to watch something happen you go to verse six and i will lay sin you upon you and bring you a uh, flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you will know that i am the lord and I don't know, I, I can't imagine being there that day and after I said that, seeing what happened. I, I can't imagine the, the, the zeal and the joy and the excitement that was in there. In the just the atmosphere and the, and the rattling of the bones and, and all of these things were taking place. But it's because he chose to speak life and he chose to seethe the pottage. It is good. Amen. So I ask again, what are you speaking? Death or life? My brother's just been this way. I don't went too far. My Bible tells me in Isaiah that his hand's not short that it cannot save. Amen. My brother, I just, I just, I've just dug a deep grave. I don't care. He can reach way down. Let me tell you, you don't need to stay in the graveyard and you don't need to wear the grave clothes. The Bible also tells us to to put off or to lay down or to trade in, rather, that spirit of heaviness for a garment of praise. So some of us walked in this place today with a spirit of heaviness in our lives because of the bondages that may be there or the things that we've tried to kick or the things that we don't want to be involved in and we just can't shake it. So we're gathering wild herbs and, and we're gathering those things and we're shredding them into the pot and we're hoping that something will happen. And I want to tell you today that the pot has already been prepared and that the burner is on and that it's seething. And when, when I go home and I know that there is a roast in the crock pot, I can smell it when I get out of the car. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to supper. It's only 3 o'clock. What? Can I just lick the lid? I just, I want something. I ain't kidding. I don't know what it is about a roast in a crock pot that makes you just drool. But what is this doing? It's seething. It's cooking. And when that happens and when that takes place... There's an aroma that fills the air that will, that will make you crave exactly what's in the pot. But for so long, the church has put poison in the pot and took it off the flame that we have been a stench in the nostril of society. But when you will just see the pottage, my God, somebody get this today when you'll just seed the pottage and you'll let the Holy Spirit work, there is an aroma that man cannot deny that they'll be drawn. The Word says, If I be lifted up, I will draw all men nigh unto me. I'm just seething the pottage today. Holy Spirit, have your way. You are not drawn to Lakeside Church because of the magnificent and majestic beauty of this place. You're drawn by the Holy Spirit. You're drawn by the working and operating and moving of the Holy Spirit because that is where change begins to take place in our lives after after we've been saved by the blood of Christ. So what are you putting in the pot? I hope your answer is (laughs) nothing. Nothing. I just want to be close to it, and I can't wait to taste what's in it. And can I tell you, you don't have to wait till supper time, because it's always full, and it's always available, and you—it will always, always, always draw you. Countless people are perishing. And I ask, what will it take for the church, the body of Christ, to be more than just a mouth? We can talk all we want. We can quote all the scripture we want. We can preach as loud as we want to. But when the rest of your life don't match your mouth, ain't nobody listening. <laughs> they ain't. I have nothing in myself to offer. But what I can do is see the pottage and allow him to work like only he can. I want singers and musicians to come this morning. I feel in my spirit, I felt it since Monday, I feel it today, that there's some folks in here that just need some things in your life removed, taken care of. And I don't even care, I don't need to know what those things are. Because there's nothing too difficult for God. I want to tell you that the pottage is seething. That He is drawing you to come taste and see that He is good. The thing you've tried to shake. That thing you've cried yourself to sleep over. That is taking your life. Oh, I'm a, I'm breathing, but I'm not living. Today. He desires to take it from you. Trade in, lay down that spirit of heaviness. Put on the garment of praise. I know, I know what it is to be freed from addiction. That war, that raging war. All you want is peace. Can I tell you today, the pot is wide open. Come taste. Come taste and see that he is good. Stand in this place if you will. If there's a need in your life today, come taste. Come taste and see that he is good forgiveness deliverance whatever it may be I'm telling you he's here today to move in your behalf. will you respond go ahead and sing whatever it is you want. Come come if he's drawing you we'll be glad to pray with you this morning. Sometimes in life, we desire change. And I, if I can paint it into a picture, I would use it this way. We're sitting on the deck of the pool, enjoying watching other people swim, and man, thinking about how good that would feel, but refuse to get in the water. I don't really believe in prolonging. But I do believe that I want to tell you, just get into the water. Just get in. There was an old song that they used to sing when I was a child. I can't even I don't know who sang it, but it was step into the water, wade out a little bit deeper. And I can tell you today that that want to get in and you can want to know how refreshing it is and all of those things all day long but until you get in yourself you'll never know and what I'm telling you is lay it down and we've painted it here's how selfish we are we've painted it as a thing of I can't get past my past I don't want somebody I don't want to be embarrassed it ain't about us because when you're desperate you don't care You don't care. Those that are desperately hungry would do anything for a meal. So I can tell you when you come to that place of desperation, you'll lay everything aside, including pride. I believe that today I know Today. Seeds have been planted and watered. And I'm not selfish enough to say that I have to see it grow. I know his word won't return I'm going to go ahead and praise you. Pray, praise him for what's going to happen in your life anyway. Because there's going to be some phone calls coming. You ain't going to believe what happened in my life. I'm going to say, oh yes, we have. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. We love you guys. Remember, enjoy your family today. Just show the love of Christ. Keep your hands out of the pot. Keep the flame on. Remember, if you can help, or available to help next Saturday. Please see me. I'll give you some instructions. And uh, other than that, we'll see you Wednesday night. Be blessed and we will see you soon.